The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 94, recorded April 15th, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I am half of this humble team. The other half is... Michael Diaz, who is not so humble. Truth. <laughs> Truth. Whatever you say, I have to say the opposite is basically what it comes down to. I know. Otherwise, we don't have a show. Um, <laughs> another another crazy week as we're uh, recording a little bit late on, again, my fault. But you know what? Busy season for work and, uh, you know, just trying to do the best we can. But we'll, we'll, we'll soldier on. Michael, how's it been for you? You got your... Well, can I say it online here? What yeah, you can to you? say it. I, I got my second Moderna shot today. Awesome. And I, apparently my cheeks are flushed, but I'm not running a temperature. I just checked that. But Shaylee is telling me that I am cognitively slow. That's so. just Michael Diaz. What is she talking about? <laughs> so if I sound out of it or tired or not with it, it's all Joe's fault. <laughs> right. A friend of mine wrote a bunch of lyrics to Moderna and created Moderna Love. Think of um, David Bowie's song, Modern Love. <laughs> nice. Vaccinated Moderna Love. He did a good job. Like, he has a ton of lyrics to it. <laughs> he could totally. I mean, um, I know a lot of people, you know, have said with the Moderna. I, did you have Moderna or Pfizer? I can't remember. I had Pfizer. Okay. And that laid you up, right? One day, uh, the second day. Yep. See, yeah, the day we were supposed to record because I got it and it was a mess. I was just, yeah. I was warned that it would hit me 12 to 16 hours after I got the shot. Mm. I felt mostly fine today, but then again, I only got the shot seven hours ago. Yeah. I, I feel a little drained, a little tired, and I, I did yep. have a little bit of an ache in the back of my head earlier, but. I don't know if that was the vaccine or what. I took some uh, Tylenol and fine, but. Well, in two weeks, you'll be fully loaded and good to go. Hope so. And I'll be fully loaded in an hour with some bourbon. No, I, I technically yesterday, well, two weeks since my nice. second shot. So I'm thankfully uh, vaccinated. We'll see. See how the You're world goes. Six, 12 months then. Well, it doesn't mean you can't get it either. Like, I don't want anybody the fallacy. Like, we can still get it. We just will be able to fight it better. Correct. So it's not a, it's not a, you know, doesn't just get passed. Anyways, this isn't uh, COVID weekly. This is the KyberCast. We're going to talk a little bit of everything today and finish up with episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which should elicit a few conversations, if I can remember uh, what Michael and I talked about right after it ended. Um, but jumping into the news, we see, or I saw today and read that uh, Mads Mikkelsen is to be the villain in the Indiana 5 film. And there's other people who will be in that. We'll get into that in a second. But what do you think of that, Mads? 
you know, I like everything he's in. Right? Like, he shows up, and I'm like, all right. I mean, he wasn't the best villain in Doctor Strange, but he wasn't the worst. I mean. He's great in Casino Royale, though. Yes. 100% great in Casino Royale. No question. And he had a good take on Lecter, too, on television. Yeah. I, and oh, let's not forget uh, Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't a villain in that, but he was. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But no, he plays a good villain. He's just a good actor. So yeah, he is. It's a strong cho- it's, a, it's a strong choice, a strong selection. So I like it. I mean, he's certainly younger than Harrison Ford, but who isn't? Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think this one they're going to be looking for the lost uh, canister of Metamucil. Right, right. <laughs> well, if the script is good, it's produced by Spielberg, I believe. And your buddy, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Um, My buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and directed uh, by? James Mangold. Yes. So. I have to admit, I thought it was a little bit hit or miss on him before, but the last like run of movies he's had have been really good. Oh, there you go. So. There you go. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this helps. When you have good people things get better. Well, speaking of good people, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the female lead. That was yes. This week as well. Yes. Who I had to explain to Joe. I tried to, I gave <laughs> several funny, different yeah. descriptions as to what she's been in to try and jog Joe's memory. I, but I did not mention Star Wars Solo. No. And then he got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> You think you would know me by now, Michael? That I know. know. It's pretty. It's pretty sad that you didn't. I kind of blame you. It's all my fault. It is. But she's so yeah. Yeah, she is cool. Um, definitely cool. She played. Uh, you know, her voice was great for the for the droid. I'm trying to remember the droid's name. Um, I should know that, but. Well, and we haven't seen it yet, obviously. But she was also. One of the scriptwriters on the latest James Bond film that's coming out yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, L three, that's what was L three. Yes. Thank you, Internet, and not my brain. Um. So yeah, that. But even more so important. Well, I don't know if it's more important, but it always makes it better. John Williams will be doing the score. So, which at first I was surprised, but then I realized. Didn't he say that the rise of Skywalker was his last Star Wars score? As far as he knows, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you can do it, why not? I mean, it's not like he's performing it; he's writing it. You know. Right. Um. So, why not write to you? And he doesn't have Alzheimer's or anything. So, good for him. Like, keep going. Why stop? Right. Unless he wants to stop. Right. I have no problem with that. I mean, his scores. Are my childhood and memories, right? Right. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman. Just name it. There's a shit ton. The Olympics. You know. He did the Olympics too? Oh, yeah. Man, see? There you go. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. Let's see. Well, uh, I'm looking for, you know, it'll be a good soundtrack at least. Hopefully the movie's good. Well, I mean. It'll be fine. 
I mean, all, you know, the only part people are really, really going to remember are the tones and notes that they already know of the Indiana Jones theme, right? Right. As right. long as we get that played at the right moments in the film, everybody's good. Right. Which they will. Exactly. Um, and then in speaking of John Williams of Star Wars Elk, we had a trailer, which, you know what? I should have brought this up last time, but we were so far into Marvel and Star Trek. So this was released uh, last week, and that was the Bad Batch trailer. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet, Michael, but uh looks good to me. I, I, you know, it's not something I, like, was waiting forever for. Like, you know, it's just one of these things. That it, it's on... Uh, Disney Plus, I will watch it, but it, I probably would not have gone out of my way to try and get it. Um, Same here. but uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like the idea that obviously they're they're gonna the 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 end of the Clone Wars, and you see the at the beginning of the trailer Tarkin talking about this team and how they're really good, but they're non-compliant, and then basically orders them to be you know executed, and then they're on the run, and they run into a few. People along with uh, a kid, a little kid. So, um, you know, hopefully it's not too derivative of like Rebels or something, which that started out with another kid that they that was picked up. But we'll see where that goes. You have uh, Fennec Shen in there. You have Saw Gerrera at the end of that. So there's going to be some ties to Saw Gerrera. Um, so could be cool. We'll see what happens with them. Um, you know, it's done in the same style as Clone Wars, so that's good. And, uh, hey, May the 4th, it's coming out. And I think the first episode's like a 50-minute one or something. Okay, I'm good with that. So it's a nice start, even though we, we barely get 50 minutes on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, it's, but animation, I think, costs a lot more to produce a, a, that type of animation, from what I understand. I don't know. More than live action? Sometimes, yeah. Not yeah. quite, but. For the budgets they're given, you know what I mean, right? Percentage wise. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about did you did you see the preview? Any thoughts from you? I did. I just it looks fun. I mean, it's it's Star Wars. It's a cartoon. Uh, but that said, I really enjoyed their appearance in Clone Wars and Clone Wars season seven was. I really really enjoyed it. So, this seems to be like thematically continuing that idea. So. You know, because what we're going to see is basically, you know, the the dawn of the rebellion in a way. Well, which is what Rebels was. So I'm not sure how far out they're going to go. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, it's not. I mean, yes, that was Rebels. But I don't know. This is, I get more of an A-team vibe, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if if they're going to send Vader to hunt down or somebody like that. Will Vader come through this? Uh, Clearly Palpatine will, because if you saw the artwork, they had Palpatine in the background. But but he may be more like you know, in in uh, political ads or something. You know what I mean, like uh, addressing the nation kind of thing. He may not be involved too much. Looks like Tarkin might be the lead. Right? Is it you know, like I said, a team vibes. You know, ragtag team of experts. You know, doing jobs to you know keep on the run. Yeah. Derivative. We'll see if it's good. And next, you go. You bring up the next one there, my friend. Since you brought it to well, me and I can watch it. is a Gundam live action film. Have you ever watched any of the Gundam? No. Really? Well, our good friend Alan, who occasionally drops in on this podcast, 
must surely be freaking out because I think he went to Japan on a work trip or something, or maybe it was personal. But I know he went and saw the Gundam, like the life-size Gundam statue they have out there. Uh, so, Joe, seeing as you do not know, Gundam is a series going on since the 70s now. Okay. Um, or basically giant humanoid-looking robots fighting each other. Well, so I'm looking at it. It looks like, um, oh, I think I, boy, when I was a kid, I had a giant creature like this. What was these these things? Um, Shogun Warriors is what I had. Okay. Remember Shogun Warriors? Were you not that much younger than me? Tough guy. <laughs> Tough guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember the name. I don't remember the toy. You don't? I had this red one. It was like the dragon one. I shot this axe. It was cool. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's just giant Japanese robots fighting other giant Japanese robots. I, right. I, I have to admit, I'm not a huge, uh, Gundam fan in that I don't know a lot about, I didn't get into Gundam until, you know, the nineties and only because I happened to come across, go come across one of their derivative shows. It was kind of like, uh, it was called Gundam wing, which wasn't set in the main Gundam universe. It was its own thing. Got it. So I watched that, enjoyed it. Um, and then there was another one called the uh, the MS Gundam MS Oath Team or something like that, which was kind of like a standalone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a movie, but it was like, you know, two, three hours, something like that. I really enjoyed that too. Like I said, but if you got into the Gundam, there's so many different series and stories and alternate realities so like i said it's giant robots fighting hopefully this is way better than that 80s movie robot jocks if you're right about that yep but um you know i'm i'm hopeful because what's his name robert voigt i can't remember his last name i don't know um or sorry not robert Got it backwards. Jordan Vote Roberts. Okay. Directing it, who directed Kong Skull Island. Oh, which I liked. Exactly. It's, you know, it's not uh, Citizen Kane, right? Mm-hmm. Very popcorny, but I enjoyed Kong Skull Island. So I'm hopeful that he can kind of get that same kind of vibe and energy going in the Gundam. You know what I mean? Cool. Well, I just sent you a link. The actual action figure that I had right now is on eBay for four hundred and fifty fifty bucks. Do you still have it somewhere? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, Nineteen seventy six. Yeah, I left all of my Star Wars and GI Joe toys at my parents' house. Yeah, they sold them for five bucks at a garage sale to some kid. No, my nephews all found them and played with them and destroyed them. Oh, that's worse. Nice. <laughs> I can't get mad. I left them. You know, I, I'm i 47 years old. I think they found them in my 30s. So, like, I had plenty of time to move them out of the house. Yeah, you had a house, right? I, I, yeah, I have a house. Right. I mean, at that age, in your, yeah, you, were gone, you, you were in your own personal house, not an apartment where you had to move around a lot. You had a house. Yes. I just, <laughs> and it was one of those things like, eh, I'll grab them at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I feel your pain there, Joe. Yeah. Um, 
All right. What do, which one do you want to talk about next? Um. Well, let's see. Oh, there's only one more, isn't there? Starlight is coming to film. No, we missed a big one that I just watched a preview of. You skipped over it. So oh my god, we totally skipped over. I'm sorry, we did skip over. Well, we'll save that. We'll save that one for last because right, kinda... that's what I thought you were doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Starlight is also coming to film, which um, directed by Joe Cornish. Does that ring any bells for you, Joe? I'm assuming no. He did a little independent sci-fi movie called Attack the Block. Okay. Still nothing. No. Starring John Boyega. Okay. I hope you know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is, yeah. Okay. So that movie came out mm, about mm, 10, 15 years ago now. It was basically, um, obviously England doesn't have, um, you know, projects like the U.S. does. But they do have some low-income housing. And the whole gist of this movie is that an alien... um, an alien crashes and ends up wounded in this uh, low-income housing, and other aliens come to, you know, get it. Mm-hmm. And John Boyega, John Boyega, and his friends, who are, you know, street smart, take on these aliens, and it's it's a really it's actually for the money. I mean, it, it's not A grade, but it's a fun movie. I suggest you watch it. Look it up. Look it up and watch it at some point. Um, okay. Basically, the, the, the aliens look like little gorillas wearing uh, uh, ski visors. <laughs> <laughs> so he's making Starlight, which I don't know anything about that either. So Okay, Starlight's a comic, uh, part of the Malar World series. So uh, Mark Malar, comic book writer, has his own universe and own brand called Malar World. And the gist is, for Starlight... Um, let's say, let's, let's compare it to, uh, Flash Gordon, the old Flash Gordon, right? Yep. Let's say Flash Gordon went off and had his adventures, you know, and fought aliens and all that kind of stuff. Then came back home and told everyone and no one believed him. They thought he was full of shit. Right. And he never heard from the aliens again. And so he just settled down and had a life and became middle-aged and has family and stuff. And then. Now that he's middle-aged and old, he's called back to the stars for uh, another adventure. That's interesting. And yeah. who's playing him? Uh, I don't know that. I didn't see that information. I just know they're going to make a movie. All right. Directed by Joe Cornish. I think they're still working on that. I could be wrong, but that's. I did not see that anyone was cast yet. All righty. Cool. Yeah. And all right, let's jump into, I just watched it, the Army of the Dead trailer, which uh going to be directed by Zack Snyder, or is directed, has been directed. Uh, I believe it's going to be released straight to Netflix. Correct. It's part of uh, the whole network, in it, or not network, whole Netflix initiative that they're doing one, one brand new movie every week. Oh, okay. Which, to be fair, though, some of them are not very good movies. Right. I got to tell you, this is one of the best cut trailers I've seen in a long time. Really well. Schneider trailers are really usually, are usually pretty well cut. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it starts off when you hear Kenny Rogers, a gambler, the original gambler song. It's not like a new take with some hip hop behind it or anything. It's that song, but it somehow fits. Like by the time I watched it in the preview, that's the thing fits the way they cut it. They, they, they amped up the sound here and there. Uh, Dave Bautista. 
um, is the, I guess, protagonist uh, throughout this, trying to get something from this area that has a shit ton of zombies, but it's not like we know zombies. Right. It's, uh, well, do you, do you know what the whole premise is? If, I have no idea. No, I don't. So the premise is zombie outbreak um, in Vegas, but they were able to basically wall off and isolate Vegas. So it's just contained in Vegas, but because they had to shut it down and close everything down so quickly, there's still like a billion dollars or something like that in. Yeah. And he gets like 50 million of it or something, right? Right. They're basically sending them in. You get the money and you get to keep this much of it. But then as you see in the trailer, uh, the zombies are much more kind of like, uh, oh, kind of like uh, the creatures from I Am Legend. Right. We find out they're much more intelligent, much more. Yeah, they're faster. They're, they're, you know, it's not like the Walking Dead zombies. It's like more like, a, what was the, what was War Z? Yep. Is like that kind of thing, but maybe even a little more smarter. Yes. Fast, but smart. Yeah. So looks good. Looks, I mean, it, it's not quite, I mean, it looks like a Zack Snyder. It looks pretty epic, you know? Here's the thing. Have you seen his remake of Dawn of the Dead? I have not. That's the first film of his I ever saw. Oh, okay. And I'm not, let me, let me confess something here real quick. I'm afraid of zombies. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I can, like, I watched The Walking Dead for a while and all that, but, you know, like, uh, Return of the Living Dead, that movie, when it came mm-hmm. out, scared the living shit out of me. Swear did you God. see, like, the, did you see the old, you know, Sam Raimi movies? Evil uh, Dead? I have seen, uh, I, I've seen the second one. Army of the Dead? No. Evil Dead uh, 2? Evil Dead 2? I did see okay. Evil Dead 2. Yeah. I did also see Army of Darkness, which that is way that that is more camp than anything, you know. Right. But so was, anyhow, I, I for whatever reason I watched Dawn of the Dead, and it's really good. Like, it's tense, and there you know lots of people die because of course it's a zombie movie. But I really really enjoyed it. A lot. So after he did that, then, you know, he, you know, got all that buzz for doing 300. Mm-hmm. Which was a good, good, very good movie. I enjoyed oh, it. Love that movie. And you know, outside of very, like, it, it is a comic book movie for sure. Right. It's it, very ultra stylized, but it fits that movie, right? Yeah. It's that movie, right? It's because, you know, it, the reason, you know, it's um, stylized in a comic book because there's no Greek over six, six foot tall at that particular time. <laughs> You can no, make that joke. No, no where they ever cut like that either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make that joke. You can make that joke. Of course I can. I'm Greek, so. I know. It's That's true, awesome. though. They're just, it's not like a giant race of people. They're pretty small people. <laughs> <sighs> they weren't the, you know, the Norse gods of the North, right? The Vikings. Right. You know, I love those movies. Yeah. And yeah, then, you know, he became, you know, this hot director, and then threw him on Watchmen. And, you know, not going to get into a whole thing, but I enjoyed Watchmen for what it was. Yeah, me too. Sucker Punch. Oof. Oof. (laughs) That's all I'll say. So, 
it's kind of like going back to his roots. And I trust him. Does that make sense? That looks fun. Dave Bautista looks really good in this too. He does. So I mean, he's great as, you know, com- comic relief in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. But I have yet to really see a film where I thought, okay, Dave, you can you can leave this one. Until now, I think this might be it. Right. It looks fun. It does look fun. All right, let's move on to uh, our geek this week. So I started, uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh. Well, you've already seen, we've seen the notes, but um, I've never seen it before. Uh, but What? This, well, no, at the time it was on television and ABC. But anyways, uh, for those that don't know, on Disney Plus, uh, they added some old vintage content from Star Wars, and they call it Star Wars Vintage. And that includes a few movies like what I'm watching right now, not as we talk here, but uh, Caravan of Courage, which was a, uh, an Ewok movie. And then after that is the sequel, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, and a couple of animation, like the Ewoks animation. I won't watch that. There's a, the uh, Clone Wars, um, the, the the series right before the, the, the Clone Wars that followed it. Um, and another thing called Faithful Wookiee. So I've never seen any of these. I, I did see the Clone Wars one, but I have not seen the Caravan of Courage. And oof, hopefully I can finish it. Um, you know, you got to give it, you got to give it what it is. It was done in like the 70s or 84, not the 70s. Uh, it feels like the 70s, but it was, it came it was out in 84. 84. Well, yeah, it came out after Return of the Jedi. Well, I knew it came out after Jedi. I just didn't realize it that soon. Yeah, it was like the following Christmas or something. I can't remember exactly the time, but it was like for television, made for television. Oh, yeah, straight to TV. Yeah. Well, straight to TV here, but it was released in movies in Europe and, and everywhere else. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it follows this brother and sister and in, in, in a they're in a predicament of their their star cruiser crashes and um Ironically or coincidentally, the the main character boy, his name is Mace, like Mace Window, Mace Windu, but not Mace Windu, but that's his first name. So, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I watched. I mean, I it's been a long time since I've seen those movies. I watched them when they first came out. I loved them. Did you really? I've never seen them. But I was ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. So. I think you'd have to be that age to like this. And that's what it was made for. It was not made for, it was definitely made for like five to 10 year olds. Cause you, it even starts off with like Burl Ives as Navig, as, as um, the voiceover as oh, the narrator. Like it's, an, like it's an, like it's a Rudolph special or something, right? Exactly. Like a Rankin Bass uh, Rudolph. Right. It's the same voice too. You'll hear it. You go, Oh my God. Um <laughs> So yeah, you wonder what Lucas was thinking, but what he was thinking was for his kids. I mean, it's it's for kids. He always liked to make kids stuff. We just keep putting too much on it, but you know. So how far are you into it? Uh, twenty minutes, <laughs> almost a half. Oh, well, forty, well, thirty-five minutes, something like that. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely television. The acting is, you know, not great. Um, but it's it seems to me too that they got a kid, this Mace kid. Mm-hmm. That kind of vaguely looks like Luke. Right. A little bit. They put him in the pilot outfit and all that stuff. Exactly. I mean, it's... A little Han Solo gun kind of thing. Exactly. Um, but you do have Wicket, you know, you, and you have... Um, what's his name? Playing Wicket again. Um, 
Oh my gosh. What's his name? Wicked. Michael? You work. Yeah. Work Davis. Yeah. Sorry. Is playing wicked again. Um, so yeah, I'll try and watch him before next, uh, <laughs> next podcast. To give you Let the me know when he gets idea. the next one. All right. I'll do you that. know, it's funny. So I watched those as a kid and I enjoyed them at the time. And I've always been a star Wars fan. Obviously my, uh, my ex-wife, actually, that was the only Star Wars she liked. The Ewok Adventures? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Now you know why it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, what think, was your... Go ahead. I think they make it clear that these, these Ewok, they're not canon. Uh, it's vintage, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. They, they don't make it clear is what I'm saying. They just call it vintage. They don't say legends. So, so me, uh, really don't have a lot to say. Uh, still reading the vision comics, still reading network effect because they take forever to do everything. That's it. That's crazy week. All right. So let's jump into Falcon and the winter soldier. Number four, episode four. I thought a really, really good episode. Uh, a lot happens in this episode. Um, you, the search for, um, I'm trying to remember Dora. I don't know how you say it. Malaji. No, the Dora Malaji is the, um, the, the uh, Wakanda, but I'm, who are they looking for? What was her name? What's Morgenthau? Yes. Morgenthau. Right. Yeah. So they're searching for her and you know um, what was really good. What I liked about this episode was really focused on the way Sam does things and the way almost everybody else does things. Everybody else wants to fight. Even, even, even uh, the Winter Soldier, you know, but Sam. Yeah, they solve things by punching things. Right. But Sam wants to talk to her and it was making progress. But you've got, um, you know, Bucky out there and you got you got new cap, uh, John Walker waiting and with no patience um, and, and kind of break up the attempt that Sam is trying to bargain with or persuade her to, to stop all the, the nonsense. Um, but really the whole gist of this episode is what I liked is what, what is the ramifications of a super soldier and what side do you take? Do you, are you on the Zemo side or are you on the uh, Morgenthau side? Right. And, you know, Zemo's side was, is the most interesting and probably the most right. He's like, anybody who seeks out this power is destined to, to be, you know, imperialistic, so to speak. Right. Well, I think what they're showing us between the two is that they're both extremes, right? Right. And I think the gist here is that extremism, right, left, whatever, however you want to put it, is bad. Extremism is bad no matter what side you're coming from. And that is where Falcon comes in. He chooses another way. Right. Right. He's showing that, you know, going all the way that Zemo's way, that's not good. I mean, he's Zemo's going to murder anyone that has the super soldier serum. For this issue, yes. 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 For it's, this not clear that we, for, we don't, it's not clear that Zemo just kills to kill. It's, no. over, it's over this issue of no more gods, so to speak. Right. Anyone that has superpowers, like... Let's 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 face it. If he had a chance, he'd put a bullet into Captain Marvel's head. 
which it's not her fault. She didn't choose it out. She became a hero by accident. But because she's right. a superhero, his extremity, his extreme view right. would make it that he put her down. Even right. though she did not search it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he would lead the surge against mutants if he could. Yes. Yes. He'd be the ever... Boulevard Trask. Yes. Yes. So now on the flip side, it's not necessarily that the Flag Smashers are, you know, pro superpowers. Nope. They're... But they are pro using that power to get their way. And that's what Zemo's against. Right. By any any means necessary. But that was what was the nice conversation that Wilson had with her, saying like and, and, and kind of talked to her and saying that she's being corrupted. And she's starting to figure it out, right? And then uh, the the trust was broken, so to speak. Well, yeah. Zemo basically says, you know, uh, he's against supremacists, right? Right. And she claims she's not a supremacist. But yet what they're doing, using their power to force their will. Right. Is a supreme view. I mean, it might be one that's not maybe as extreme as others, but Zemo makes a point, you know, Yes, the nth degree of that is Nazism, right? Right. And I wonder, obviously not in the comics, Zemo is not uh, Jewish. I think actually he, his lineage comes through the Nazis. But I think we're getting a different uh, backstory for him here in the movie. And I think they are making an association between him uh, and the Jewish Holocaust a bit, or at least his Jewish heritage. They haven't come out and said it. But it sounds that way, just the way he's spoken, you know, mm-hmm. why he's very anti-Nazi. Um, because, like I said, the Nazis are just trying to impose their will. And that's what the Flag Smashers are doing, too. It's a different will, but they're still trying to impose their will on everyone. Right. So a- after the first attempt, they kind of go their ways. And then um, as they're trying to wait, figure out, regroup, then... The uh, Dormelage, Dormelage come for Zemo, and then another fight happens. So, um, but it's a key fight because what happens here is a quote unquote a normal person basically humiliates John Walker, right, and gets beaten. And he says it. Like, I didn't, they don't even have powers, right? And I got my ass whooped. Um, but everybody told him he'd get his ass whooped earlier on in other episodes. You know, if you just listen, you're gonna get your ass whooped by these guys. Um, but, you know, in that time frame, some serum gets thrown down and Walker ends up with one. But what's curious is that Zemo had a chance to get them and he destroyed them, right? And I, and I love the conversation with Zemo and uh, Sam about like when he asked, would you take it? You know, that, that began that conversation and Sam didn't hesitate. He said no, and which I guess fueled a little respect for Zemo for Sam. Um, and acknowledge that. But when, when Zemo was getting into all of that talk about like, you know, it corrupts Maul and they said, well, didn't corrupt Cap. And he, he basically admitted to Shay, but there's only been one Steve Rogers. That's basically right. was his. So, you know, I have to admit when uh, the Flag Smashers, I, I forgot what's her name, Mor- Morgenthal or something. Mm-hmm. When she dropped all the super serum, super soldier serum, and he just looked at it, I thought for sure. Zemo or Zemo was going to take it. Yep. At least one for himself. I thought he might too, but he didn't. 
And he did pause for a second. I think they did that, you know, that dramatic pause to make you think he might. Right. It was but, like, you know, what do you do if the, uh, the well, you don't know this because you don't follow Lord of the Rings, but if the ring of power is given to you, would you take it? You know? Right. Well, I, I get the idea. I mean, it's like, what if Excalibur landed at your feet, right? Same yeah. kind of thing. You know? And I, I have to give it, I mean, yes, he's a terrible person. He's a murderer. But I'll give him this. He's... He sticks to his uh, what his version. Of he's war. consistent with his beliefs, right? Yes. He's not going to yes. go against his beliefs. So, Correct. which is what makes a great villain for any or or great hero. You know, Rogers didn't bend to his either. Right, and it's like you said, Rogers seems to be the exception because he didn't search it out. Um, no, I mean he volunteered, but it's like they said. There's that old Bill Cob- Cosby, and I, I bring it up not. Obviously, Bill Cosby's a terrible person. We know that now. But <laughs> there was this old bit from the 70s and 80s that matches up with what was said here, where, you know, Bill Cosby was asking, you know, well, why why do you do drugs? Well, it enhances who I am. Yes, right. but what if you're an asshole? Right, right. Same kind of thing here. I mean, it, it, it's exactly that. John Walker was already a bit of an egotist. Yeah, I think he was. So I, I go ahead. I'll let you finish because I, I have some thoughts on this. Well, he was already a bit of an egotist, and he already, you know, as we saw in the second episode, we already know that he believes that he should be given respect and whatnot because that's what the suit gives him, right? He it's demanded. He should right. get it. And and there's a little bit of like expectation to live up to it too. He like there, you know, you're you're fairly sympathetic with him early on when he's talking with his with his friend. Um, about you know, uh, I can't do this or that kind of thing, and 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 Hoskins helped him. You know, he's like, you can do this. You know, what I mean, he had his friend to, to back him up and, well, and mean, be be his um, uh, Jiminy Cricket, so to speak. Right, but and you know, in that first, you know, what first or second second episode when we see him and right. his friends hyping him up, you know, a bit, he's not exactly wrong. I mean, he does what have. Three congressional medals of honor. Mm-hmm. He's not a like yeah. We, he's not a bad guy, so to speak. No. But he is similar to the Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. He wants to force his will, and his will is you know the might and the power of America, right? Right. So now you take that to the nth degree because. Well, I don't know. Do we want to spoil what happened? No, I mean we can get into that. That's, I mean, what basically. Well, before we get into it, so you know, he he take. We find out that he takes that that serum, but only because Hoskins was taken, right? And they had him, and then they find out where they all are, and then it leads to another skirmish with the Flag Smashers, and Morgenthau throws Hoskins and kills him. Right. So now you've got this guy who's been amped up, who has his patience is low, who wants to be seen as uh, effective. And he just got his ass whipped the day before. So he wants a little bit of revenge and he sees his friend die. So he loses it. Um, it's he becomes a machine and he gets to one of the flag smashers and just and destroys him with the shield. And in one of the most. uh I, we'll say violent scenes, even though a lot of it's theater to the mind, they don't show anything striking anyone. Um, 
you don't see it actually hitting anything. You just see a shield go up and down and a hand with blood that kind of falls to the side. Um, and then you see the, the, the iconic shot of the blood on the shield, right? Yep. And that's something like, you know, it's now tarnished forever, so to speak. It was everything that Captain didn't do um, and he lost it. And now, you know, I, I could see where it went to that 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 way, but I think Michael, you had other thoughts when we were texting. Well, yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I appreciate where the story's going. Um, it makes sense within the context, but I just think we met him in episode two. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, we see. Okay, I take that back. We see him briefly at the end of episode one. Right. Episode two, we finally, you know, get to, you know, know him a little bit. Episode three, he's already yelling, you know, you know, I'm captain, you listen to me, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, he's put into, when he gets into stressful situations, he doesn't quite handle it right. Right. But now here we are, you know, we've only really got to know him in episode two. And here at the end of episode four, he's turned into a villain already. So my. Well, no, no, you think he's a villain. I don't know if he's quite turned into a villain yet. We don't know that. He had a bad day, which if you go by the Joker's reasoning, all it takes is one bad day for you to break, right? And that was his bad day. His best friend, we just saw that his friend that 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 was guiding him was killed. And he had a chance and he, he took revenge right away. Like he didn't have time to even think or slow down. He just did it. Now, the world watched. Now, we don't know if he's going to stay a villain. He may turn himself in the next episode. We don't know, right? We don't know. We, we'll find out. He my my he, point is, I think it was lazy writing. Because I don't, but I'll let you go first. Well, I just think, I think it would have been much more powerful if we had been given. I, I get they only have six episodes. I'm just saying, and I don't control Disney or anything, but in the comics, <laughs> no, you don't. what's that? You don't? No, I don't. Oh. Um, sending the wrong emails then <laughs> in the comics. Uh, yeah, there was some initial friction between Steve Rogers and John Walker, but there were several issues where, you know, John Walker was just, he just was captain America mm-hmm. and that he was the star of the comic book. And yeah, eventually he turned more violent, you know, in the comics, his parents are killed and that's what sets him off and starts him that gets him basically doing the same thing. He murders the people that killed his parents. Right. But in the comics, and I'm not saying this has to be a direct translation of the comics. I'm not asking for that, but at least the comics gave us a good several issues to kind of come to acceptance or at least maybe if we don't even accept the fact that he's Captain America now, we can at least say, well, this is just the way they're going. Whether I like it or not, he's mm-hmm. Captain America. And because we meet him really in in episode two, and then he does this by the end of episode four, we, we didn't really get the chance to have the character breathe, to actually be Captain America for a while. I think, well, I, I think that's the point. Like, I think, the, you know, he is a vehicle for Sam or and and Bucky. He's not, it's not about him. So... And, and, and it doesn't mean it won't be in the future. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but it's really about 
the choices that that Sam made and you know even in this episode you know Morgenthau threatens Sam's family his sister and nephew true and Sam yeah. didn't go like I gotta go kill this person he didn't say that so you can see like you know his family's threatened Walker's friend was killed I mean it's, it's obviously further and he lost it quickly um, and again he just took the serum right he just took it so he doesn't even know how to react to it. It may not even be what he wanted to do. He we I, we have to see what happens next. Now if they turn him into a full full blown villain, right at like the next episode, like he's going to be bad forever or whatever. Then I would I'll I'll acquiesce to the quick easy writing. But I, I my gut tells me that that's not going to happen that way. I don't know that they'll make him a full blown villain because even even in the comics, yes, John Walker went a bit mad, if you will, murdered a few people, but eventually was redeemed and became the character known as U.S. Agent, who became an Avenger. So, so you know, there yeah. is potential for a redemptive arc. Sure. I mean, Wanda was, on. right? Wanda, we like Wanda, and she was not, she didn't start off great. <laughs> true, true. I don't know. I just think, I, and I guess maybe that's it. Maybe, like you said, for in the MCU, John Walker is just a catalyst to get, you know, Sam into the Captain America uniform. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Bucky or whatever happens. Right. Right. But I, I think it's going to be, I mean, I think everybody's thinking Sam, including Bucky. I'm just saying, I think it would have been more powerful of a story to kind of let, you know, let all of America think. Oh, I guess this is just Captain America now. Well, listen, you know, they can always like, the, everything was filmed, right? And they can still make him look like a hero. I mean, the, the, how great is our uh, propaganda saying this guy was a flag smasher who was a, uh, who killed uh, a U.S. soldier using their superpowers and Walker took care of him, took him out, like as if he was a um, uh, an Osama bin Laden person. You know, these are terrorists that he took out. He took out a terrorist, made the world, you know what I mean? We'll see what the the government does too, and how they spin the story. Right. So we don't we don't know where it's going to go. But it was a hell of a shot at the end that that shield that with all the blood out that was a yeah. strong strong shot. And he didn't look like he had any kind of remorse either. No. At the end, I mean that that's telling as well. And, and let's just be clear. I, I I don't know if you came out and said it, but. He took the serum the night before, before mm -hmm. Bucky was, or not Bucky, before Battlestar was kidnapped. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure we were clear on that. Right. Because they even they had that whole discussion too, him and Battlestar. Would you take it? And Battlestar is like, hell yes. It, no hesitation. Yep. And that's probably when he took it right after that dinner. Exactly. Now, I would like to know how they take it. Did he have a shot? Or did he drink it? Like what? It like, looked like know. it was a syringe. Like you just injected. But, well, I mean, it did, but he only had a capsule. So what did he... I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He took it. Right. You know, I don't think they drink it. But I, then again, even if you inject it, I mean, it's not like, but, I, don't, I don't know how super soldier serums work. Do you put it in your vein or do you put it in your muscle? Right. I don't know. I don't know. And then I don't, what I don't understand too is, is it permanent? Well, Captain America it was. Yeah, but Captain America Sorry, went into this. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers went into this giant fucking Darth Vader tank thing. 
and came out from small to big. Like, there was other shit going on. There was power. There was electricity and that and like many vials of that stuff. It wasn't one vial. Well, I remember. Yes, he got injected, and there are now you know variations and copies or recreations of the mm-hmm. serum. But Captain also got the exposure to Vita rays, mm-hmm. which was like supposed a gamma to, ray type thing. Yeah, which was supposed to basically enhance the process, and that's why he came out super buff. Right. Obviously, no one's been able to recreate that process where you take the serum and get exposed to quote unquote Vita rays. Right. Because so, yeah, all the other super soldiers we've seen have, looks like they've just injected it. Yeah, and they would be less of Captain America, so to speak. Like, not as strong. Right? Right, because you'd think, you know, if they were like, you know, like Steve Rogers, you know, they'd be huge buff, like, like, well, John Rogers already started out big, right? Or at least muscular. You'd think if he had the same, you know, the same thing happened to him that happened to Steve Rogers, he'd look like a WWE wrestler or something. Right. So. I don't know. So I, did, did you like the episode or you didn't like the episode? No, I like the episode. It's just, I guess the way I look at it is I see potential for it to have been better. I, it wasn't bad. I just think it could have been improved with more time. But then again, maybe that's one of the things about comics. Comics, you know, they come out once a month. Mm-hmm. You don't have actors that are on contracts. So you can let a story, you know, kind of marinade over the course of a year they don't have that kind of time so i get that excuse me again we'll see right we'll see where it goes like we have two episodes left and i i'm i don't think it's going to end with six episodes i'll probably have something else around it later i'm guessing i don't know they didn't say it was one and done but maybe they did i can't remember they did it's a special it's a it's not a it's not a series it's a special event okay so supposed hmm. to be six and done. Yep. But you know what? WandaVision was supposed to be, what, eight and done or whatever it ended up being? Right. And now they're saying never say never because it was so popular. Right. Right. Well, let's face it. If something catches fire, Disney's stupid to say no to more money. Right. Right. Well, if it's a good story, you know, as long as the story is good, keep it going. So... Anyways, I, I, you know, there's two episodes left. I, I hope they're a little bit longer. I still think, I think to your point, the show still needs some more breathing or some more storytelling to unfold. And hopefully that's not just like some ramped up, you know, we don't know who the power broker is. We kind of do, I think. Um, but who do you think it is? Uh, what's her name? Um, Sharon Carter? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Or somebody involved with it and she's not she's involved in it in some way shape or form she could be double aging who the hell knows um now do you think we might see uh we might see chris evans at the end of this as old cap talking talking to sam because he didn't die he didn't he didn't he's old cap he's somewhere he's not uh he just walked off um and it's only been what how many years since the snap did this take place right after right Yep. It's not very long after. So he's still alive as far as we know. As far as we know. Unless this is going to end with, you know, a funeral for old Cap. Because we know we know Peggy has passed. Right. 
So Cap's alone now. Right. So yeah, in theory we could, but I don't see that happen. If it happens, though, I will squeal like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Old Cap Biden. <laughs> right. So, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, tomorrow's the new one. Um, and we'll, well by see. By the time it, people listen to this podcast, it's, it'll be today. It'll be today. Right. Did you so, see the, uh, the, the, the trailer they did for the last two episodes? I have not. I, I guess I didn't really want to spoil it, but what about anything in there? Uh, just, it looks, it looks like there's a new shield. Hmm. I have to watch it after this then. Didn't get a great look at it, but it looks like there might be a new shield. Uh, cool. And John Walker has more of a beard, and you know beards mean bad guy. Right. Well, no. Cap had a beard? What are you talking about? True. True. I don't know. Maybe it just means, I don't know. Who knows what a beard means? <laughs> maybe it's just a goatee means you're a bad guy. That That's true for Star Trek. I know that. Right. Right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Um if you have thoughts on Falcon Winter Soldier and or, you know, the Caravan of Courage, um, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> you can let us know on social. Michael, how can they find us on social? They can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at KyberCast or on Facebook. We have a group and a page at the KyberCast. Cool. And if it's your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the KyberCast. Um, make sure to hit that subscribe button and hopefully like button on your little podcast dial from whether it's Apple, Google, whatever you listen to, Spotify. Um, and uh, share it with a friend. That's the best way to get our podcast out is if you share it around because you know what? I don't have any advertising dollars to get it out there. So if you guys can help, that would be great. Um, so Anything else, Michael, that we uh, missed before we end this? Oh, I'm sure we missed something, but nothing I can think of. Yeah, well, you still have Moderna brain right now, so next week you'll be much sharper. Did I seem off my game today? No, I was just teasing you. Okay, good. Because I wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't. All right. Thank you guys all for listening and tune in next week. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.